Psalm 72, Psalm of David, from the Holy Bible. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son that he may rule your people righteously and the poor with justice that the mountains may bring prosperity to the people and the little hills bring righteousness he shall defend the needy among the people, for he shall rescue the poor and crush the oppressor. He shall live as long as the sun and moon endure from one generation to another. He shall come down like rain upon the moan field, like showers that water the earth in his time shall the righteous flourish. There shall be abundance of peace till the moon shall be no more. He shall rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. His foes shall bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall pay tribute, and the kings of Arabia and Sabah offer gifts. All kings shall bow down before him, and all the nations do him service, for he shall deliver the poor who cries out in distress and the oppressed 
who has no helper, he shall have pity on the lowly and poor. He shall preserve the lives of the needy. He shall redeem their lives from oppression and violence and dear shall their blood be in his sight. Long may he live and may there be given to him gold from Arabia. May prayer be made for him always and may they bless him all the day long. May there be abundance of grain on the earth growing thick even on the hilltops. May its fruit flourish like Lebanon and its grain like grass upon the earth. <coughs> May his name remain forever and he established as long as the sun endures. May all the nations bless themselves in him and call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous deeds and blessed be his glorious name for ever and may all the earth be filled with his glory. Amen. Amen.
Hi guys, it's Sunday afternoon at 3.55 p.m. on the West Coast, and 9.12, September 12th, hope everybody's feeling good. How you living? How you living? As for me, I'm living in gratitude. Not taking anybody or anything for granted at all. Just grateful for every moment and every breath. Guys, I was just listening to... Dr. Michael Heiser interview. It's posted episode 1456 just now. Posted episode number 1456. He mentioned several good authors, but there's one Christopher Pritchard. Bridget, get it right, Christopher Partridge, and looking at his books, in the e, the e-books in the Play Store, he has quite a few Okay, here's another one. Mortality in music. Popular music and awareness of death. I'm adding all of them to my wish list. There's so far about a half dozen. At least a half dozen books by him. Introduction to World Religions. The li- the Lyre or Lear L Y R E The Lear of Orpheus. Let's see what is that? The Lyre 
hear popular music, the sacred and the profane. Christopher Partridge, Oxford University Press. Okay, let's read the introduction about this book. The Lyre of Orpheus, popular music, the sacred and the profane. Christopher Partridge is professor of religious studies in the Department of Politics, Philosophy, and Religion at Lancaster University, UK. He is the author of a number of books, including The Re-Enchantment of the West, two volumes, 2004 and 2005, and Dub, D-U-B, in Babylon, 2010, and the editor of several books, including UFO Religions, 2003, Encyclopedia of New Religions, 2004, The Lure, of the Dark Side, 2009, Holy Terror, 2010, and Anthems of Apocalypse, 2012. Ooh, that's more than a half dozen. Two, four, five, six, and then the two volume make eight. Oh. Okay. Where do we begin? I think we're going to start with um, the preview for the Reenchantment of the West, Volume 1, Alternative Spirituality, Sacralization, Popular Culture, and Occulture. Christopher Partridge, Bloomsbury Publishing, about this ebook, the introduction, as a book about emergent spirituality in the contemporary West. This book focuses on the nature evolution and significance of new forms of religion and alternative spirituality. Part one of the book provides the 
theoretical background and guide the reader through some of the principal debates. After an overview of the secularization thesis, which argue that the West is becoming increasingly disenchanted. The second chapter turned to the sociological analysis of new religions and alternative spiritual spiritualities particular attention is given to the ideas of the sociologists of religion Ernst Rosich his name is E.R. N-S-T, Ernst, capital T-R-O-E-L-T-S-C-H. Especially his enigmatic analysis of the emergence mystical religions and we're making thing there's a lot of grammatical errors in here let's try to reread that especially his enigmatic analysis of the emergent mystical religion which presciently provides helpful insights into understanding the contemporary alternative religious milieu. Each these academics speak in such flowery language. <laughs> so you can't tell when they make a mistake. Sometimes you can, but against sociologists such as Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson and Steve Bruce. This and the subsequent chapter argue that rather than being insignificant, new forms of spirituality are actually proving to be a significant part of Western re-enchantment. Chapter 3 constructs a general theory of the re-enchantment of the West.
volume two, into volume two, from there, to volume two, the re-enchantment of the West, volume two, alternative spiritualities, sacralization, popular culture and our culture, Christopher Partridge, A and C Black Publishers, about the author, I think we did that, Christopher Partridge, Professor of Religious Studies, Department of Politics, Philosophy, and Religion, Lancaster University, United Kingdom. Scrolling down to this next there's quite a few authors too on this uh, theme reinventing religion re-enchanting nationalism re to re-enchant the world new visibility of religion all different authors but a long list of titles, Curious Visions, now here's Christopher Partridge again, The Liar of Orpheus, Popular Music, The Sacred and the Profane, Christopher Partridge, Oxford University, we read that one. Next one, The Occult World, Christopher Partridge. Wow, this ebook is sky high. The list over fifty dollars. The ebook is over forty dollars. Well, we'll find out. We're going to see if it's up to this to that standard. About this book, the occult world. This volume presents students and scholars with a comprehensive overview of the fascinating world of the occult. It explores the history of Western occultism from ancient and medieval sources via the Renaissance right up to the 19th and 20th centuries and contemporary occultism written by a distinguished team of contributors. The essays consider key figures, beliefs, and practices as well as popular culture. Oh my, these sound like good resources. 
and go down your left ear. what healthy hands on offer so many different offers so here's some morality and music popular music and awareness of death I think we Maybe we read about this ebook, The Evidence of Death and Dying Has Been Removed from the Everyday Lives of Most Westerners. Yet, we constantly live with the awareness of our vulnerability as mortals, drawing on a range of genres, bands, and artists, mortality, and music, examine the ways in which popular music has responded our awareness of the inevitability of death and the anxiety it can evoke exploring bereavement depression suicide violence and fans' responses to the deaths of musicians. It argues for the social and cultural significance of popular music's treatment of mortality and the apparent absurdity of existence. Well, now that's a timely book. And of course, the professor has all of his uh, material protected by the Digital Rights Media Group. Here's the next one, UFO Religions, Christopher Partridge, Rutledge Press, about this book, The Specter of the UFO, as popularized by shows such as The X-Files has brought an astonishing slant to the face of modern religious practice. But 
motivates the fantastical and sometimes sinister beliefs of UFO worshippers. UFO religions critically examines some of the fascinating issues surrounding UFO worship, abduction narratives, UFO-based interpretations of other religions, the growth of pseudosciences purporting to explain UFOs and the responses of the core scientific community to such claims. Focusing on contemporary global UFO groups, including the Raelian Movement, Heaven's Gate, Unarius, and the Ansaru Allah community. It gives a clear profile of modern UFO controversies and beliefs. Oh, oh. Oh, my, my, my. Well, that covers Charles, I'm sorry, that covers Christopher Partridge's books. Now, Max Weber is another one I hear that name a lot. Max Weber's series of modernity, the endless pursuit of meaning, written by Michael Simons, Rutledge Press, oh these are $50 books, of course the e-book is marked down to a little more reasonable price about Max Weber's theory book. This book illuminates an important dimension of the work of Max Weber. Weber's theories of meaning and modernity is articulated through an understanding of his account of the way in which the pursuit of meaning 
in the modern world has been shaped by the laws of Western religion and how such pursuit gives sense to the phenomena of human suffering and death through a close scholarly reading of Weber's extensive writings and vocation lectures. The author explores the concept of paradox and brotherliness as found in Weber's work in order to offer an original exposition of Weber's actual theory of how meaning and meaninglessness work in the modern world. In addition to making a substantial and highly original contribution to the sociology of modernity. The book applies the theory of meaning extracted from Weber's thought addressing the claim that Weber's work has been rendered outdated by the supposed re-enchantment of the modern world, as well as discussing the ways this theory can contribute to our understanding of the development of specific forms of modernity. A rigorous examination of, <coughs> of the thought of one of the most important figures in classical sociology. This volume will appeal to scholars of sociology, social theory, and philosophy with interests in modernity, Weber, and the concept of meaning. So it's when I heard Max Weber is from sociology. That's, <laughs> that's one of the hardest classes that they ever came up with. Oh, my God. Oh, that's something fascinating, but to, 
to rush through it in a semester. <laughs> Turn away. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, here's another one. Max Weber's theory of modernity. The endless pursuit of meaning. By Michael Simon. Okay. About this ebook. This book illuminates an important dimension of the work of Max Weber. Weber's theory of meaning and modernity is articulated through an understanding of his account of the way in which the pursuit of meaning in the modern world has been shaped by the laws of Western religion and how such pursuit gives sense to the phenomena of human suffering and death. This sounds like the last one we read. Through a close scholarly reading of Weber's extensive writings yeah, and vocations lectures, the author explores the concepts of paradox and brotherliness as found in Weber's work in order to offer an original exposition of Weber's actual theory of how meaning and meaninglessness work in the modern world in addition to making a substantial and highly original contribution to the sociology of modernity, the book applies the theory of meaning extracted from Weber's thought addressing the claim that Weber's work has been rendered outdated by the supposed reenchantment of the modern world, as well as discussing the ways this theory can contribute to our understanding of the development of specific forms of modernity. A rigorous examination of the thought of one of the most important figures in classical sociology. This volume will appeal to scholars of sociology, social theory, and philosophy with interests in modernity, Weber, and the concept of meaning. Well, needless to say, sociology is a It's a handful. It's a handful. It's enough to just take by itself just one sociology class by itself with no other classes. But if you try to take it with three, four, or more other classes, good luck. Good luck because there's so many theories, not just Max Weber's theory. There's 
so many other social or psycho social or philosophical theories they just go on and on but the the point in some of these authors like uh, Michael Simons S-Y-M-O-N-D-S and Christopher Partridge P-A-R-T-R-I-D-G-E some of them are saying that the um, reenchantment of the West and AI, artificial intelligence and transhumanism, which um, Tom Horn, I believe his name is Tom Horn on Skywatch TV have written extensively about how the West has been reinvented because of the the may want to say not the complete loss of religious faith or religious doctrine but the way that they re-emerge because of the, the people in the West becoming enchanted with more modern concepts, a more modern worldview, a lens through which they can achieve more uh, relevant and timely meaning from the, the basis of their of their religious beliefs basis of religious thought. Well, I didn't want to lecture, but uh, there are other people writing in these books. Unfortunately, no audio books. And we're going to see what the I don't see any um, reviews on these on this first book. Let's see if there's any reviews on volume two. Nope. Well, we'll scroll and see if we can find any reviews. Nope. Okay, we'll skip to the next author. Alistair McGrath, M-C-G-R-A-T-H, sold by Waterbrook, titled The Twilight of Atheism, The Rise and Fall of Disbelief in the Modern World. So here you see there, these are contemporary authors trying to trying to 
maybe bridge a gap between between the former school of of sociology, religion, philosophy, and the new emerging thought about this book, The Twilight of Atheism, in this bold and provocative new book, the author of In the Beginning and The Reenchantment of Nature challenges the widely held assumption that the world is becoming more secular and demonstrates why atheism cannot provide the moral and intellectual guidance essential for coping with the complexities of modern life. Atheism is one of the most important movements in modern Western culture. For the last 200 years, it seemed to be on the verge of eliminating religion as an outmoded and dangerous superstition. Recent years, however, have witnessed the decline of disbelief and a rise in religious devotion throughout the world. In the twilight of atheism, the distinguished historian and theologian Alistair McGrath examines what went wrong with the atheist dream and explains why religion and faith are destined to play a central role in the 21st century. A former atheist who is now one of Christianity's foremost scholars, McGrath traces the history of atheism from its emergence in 18th century Europe as a revolutionary worldview that offered liberation from the rigidity of traditional religion and the oppression of tyrannical monarchs to its golden age in the first half of the 20th century. Blending thoughtful, authoritative, historical analysis with 
indecisive portrait of such leading and influential atheists as Sigmund Freud and Richard Dawkins, McGrath exposes the flaws at the heart of atheism and argues that the renewal of faith is a natural, inevitable, and necessary response to its failures. The twilight of atheism will unsettle believers and non-believers alike. A powerful rebuttal of the philosophy that for better and for worse has exerted tremendous influence on Western history. It carries major implications for the future of both religion and unbelief in our society. All these academics are so 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 thoughtful, so deep. These there's a couple of uh, book reviews here. Critiques. The first one says, "Usually, I won't count a book if I was forced to read it for school. <laughs> forced to read it for school, but this book was so good, I couldn't deny." that I read it for pleasure instead of picking out quotes. The thesis is easy to follow, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Four out of five stars. And then, okay, who's next? There's more. Three out of five stars wrote, I learned quite a lot from this book. It is good to see that even the evangelical wing of the church of dot, dot, dot. Hmm. One more reviewer says, Oh, no, no dots, I mean no stars. In this bold and provocative new book, the author of the beginning, oh, no, that's part of the, we've read that in the, in the, um, review of the book. Uh, 
Alistair McGrath is a professor of historical theology at Oxford University and principal of Wycliffe Hall, Oxford. Let's see what else he has. Professor of Historical Theology. Oof. Christianity's dangerous idea. Is this his book? Yeah. Christianity's dangerous idea. The Protestant Revolution. A history from the 16th century to the 21st. Ooh. Oh my. I better put that on a wish list. Here's another one of his books by Alistair McGrath. Heresy, a history of defending the truth. I notice sometimes if they get low ratings for their books that it really is no reflection of the content in the in the written material. So that's no longer something that's trustworthy. Islands of Refuge by Jeff Munoz. Islands of Refuge, Adventures with a Living Kahuna. Okay, that sounds fun. About this ebook, Islands of Refuge is the stuff of legends. A confused teenager in big trouble over drugs wanted by the FBI goes on the lam and has just landed on Hawaii's big island when a car driven by an old man pulls over and offers him a ride. Daddy Bray, Hawaii's last great kahuna, tells Jeff that he has been waiting years for him to arrive over the next quarter century, Munoz remakes himself into a new kind of man. Yeah, I thought that would be a fun book 
produced by the title Jeffrey Payne, author of Father India and Reenchantment. Tibetan Buddhism comes to the West. Oh, those are two different books. Jeffrey Payne, author of Father India and Reenchantment. One book, Father of India and Reenchantment. Tibetan Buddhism comes to the West. Vice President of the National Book Critics Circle and Judge of the Pulitzer Prize. Hmm. Jeff Munoz, Balboa Press. And no audio, only the ebook. Well, that should let me know right there that it's all DRM, Digital Rights Media Group. Oh well, this one is going on a wish list. Twentieth century music, Eduardo de la Fuente. Twentieth century music and the question of modernity. Hmm. I like the way they tell you how many pages there are and all the details. Right about this book. Let's see what it says about this book. These books are so new, they don't have any ratings or they're not selling. 20th century music and... The Question of Modernity. Eduardo de la Fuente is a lecturer in sociology in the School of Social and Policy Studies at Finders University in Australia. That's all it says. Doesn't say anything else. There's more by Eduardo de la Fuente, Regional Cultures, Economies, and Creativity. Oh, innovating through place in Australia and beyond by Ariella Van Leeuwen and Eduardo de la Fuente. Put this on the wish list. Twentieth 
page is 314 pages. It's always um, my money is it's always good to learn about other people's culture and country. Ariella about the authors Ariella Van Lewin she or he is spelled A-R-I-E-L-L-A, capital V-A-N, capital L-U-Y-N. Ari Elaban Lewin. Lewin is a lecturer in writing at the University of New England, Armadale. A-R-M-I-D-A-L-E. Her research interests include, and they just dot, 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 include practice-led research, historical fiction, community narratives, and regional creativity. Oh, and if there's any writers or potential aspiring writers on um, oh, where is it? Just English what's the name of that? Is it Facebook group? Just English something. There's uh, information there. He goes into detail about how to do English writing. And he breaks it down all the way to maybe the college level. He makes it real basic. He breaks everything down. And I mean... It's all the information anybody would want to do any type of uh, writing. Okay. And we did read Eduardo's bio, De La Fuente, adjunct fellow in the School of Humanities and Social Inquiry at the University of Wollongong. W-O-L-L-O-N-G-O-N-G, University of Wollongong. I guess that's still in Australia. His research interests include culture, economy, creativity, and place. Yeah. That's, that's a interesting there and the, they had a nice color, colorful cover attractive to the eye okay we have a few minutes let's see who else is writing Brad West re-enchanting nationalisms plural nationalisms this is going on over 
rituals and remembrances in a postmodern age. Uh, these titles. <laughs> okay, we only have a couple minutes to relax. This book provides original insight into the way we now engage and remember national history, drawing on fieldwork and analysis of international case studies on state commemoration, memorialization, recreational and tourism in times of disaster and crisis. The author of author demonstrates that not only does the nation frequently retain a strong cultural tolerance relevance in our global world, but that the emergence of new forms of ritual and remembrance means that in many instances we are seeing the reenchantment of nat nationalism drawing upon and developing an empirically informed cultural sociology. The author charts the distinctive qualities of these new national rights and how they feed into an advanced particular cosmopolitan and orthodox national politics because social science has so often wrongly assumed the end of nationalism, the insights of this of the of this of the book about the possibilities and limitations limitations of contemporary nationalism demands serious consideration by academics and also by policymakers and the general public. Yeah, I recall a professor at USC, one of our treasures. We have so many, so many wonderful treasures there on campus, but I remember her saying that over 20 years ago, <laughs> no, over 10 years ago, she was saying, um, well, yeah, 21 years ago. This is 2021. In 1991 and 2000, she was saying uh, nation states are, um, can't quote her, but she was saying that they're on their way out. I guess she meant the the way it existed at that time. But it, I think it's like all these other authors that we just covered, they're all saying there's a re-enchantment among the populace and there is a re-emergence. But um, I think we're going to see the basic foundations, the basic Structures gonna be durable for a long time. Well, anyways, enough lectures for a Sunday. That's over the top. Okay, guys, thank you for listening.
have a good weekend.